You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 81 on the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast, and I hope all of you are doing wonderfully. I know I am. So, this is the part of the episode where we actually talk about what we're going to be talking about, and that is three different segments tonight. One is kind of two wrapped up into one. So, first off, we have a special guest. It is my six-year-old daughter, and, you know, we are calling her three of four. Cronet three of four is her name on here, and... It is such a crapshoot when you have a six-year-old on a podcast because some people find children's voices very, very grating to their ears. And I got to tell you, as personal experience, I don't mind children's voices, but like kids bop and children singing just rattles around in my brain. And it sounds like so bad to be a parent and you hate children singing. But seriously, it's like kids bop drives me freaking up a wall. So I apologize in advance if you don't like the voice of a six-year-old, because that's what's going on. We have a uh, special guest in 3 of 4 tonight, and she explains what Warhammer is. And I think you'll find that pretty humorous. She's quite a card, so uh, there's no telling what she'll say. She threw me off a couple times and uh, during the interview. Also, we have her, uh, 3 of 4, joins me for Want That or Want That Not for her first time ever doing Goliath Stimmers. So that is from Necromunda, and uh, we'll see what she has to say about Goliath Stimmers. Now, she gets a little bit off topic about vampires in her dreams or something. I, I don't know, but she's uh, like I said, she's a card and she's fine to listen to. So uh, the, the reason why I chose her for the Explain Warhammer is because... My youngest is really too young to ha- to say much about it, and my two oldest are, I mean, they legitimately know what Warhammer is, so they wouldn't be funny to explain that, but a six-year-old knows just enough, but n- not quite enough, <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. Um, finally, tonight, I have the Tesseract Mailbox, and I am joined by Cronet, and that was on request of a fan letter by Shade who's one of our Patreon uh, patrons. And uh, he had a question about the... He was asking about the horoscope of the Sisters of Battle and also the... Um, because, you know, I did What Your Army Says About You last last episode. And um, so I added the Sisters of Battle one to this in response to Shade's letter. And also Shade wrote in asking how on earth my wife deals with me being a Warhammer fan and a player and the hobby and all the time it consumes and all that. So Cronet makes her triumphant uh, return to the show after, I guess, months. I don't know when she's last been on, probably last su- summer. And uh, we talk a bit about that. So hopefully you enjoy that as well. What have I been up to? Well, we started our store campaign for Brutality and it was tons of fun. Um, Derek beat the crap out of Josh and then Josh beat me. So that's that's the way that went. Um, it was uh, quite fun, and our people are starting to level up and things like that. The Brutality Campaign is, for every two experience you get, you level up. It's like 
a ton of micro level ups and you get stat buffs or you get passive abilities or stuff like that. So this is um, before all this goes to print. This is our final run through to make sure, you know, we have, I think, six or eight people in this campaign and uh, just want to make sure that, you know, I iron out every little last thing that somebody might have a question or an inquiry or something's unclear or whatever. So very, very excited and enjoying doing that. I painted up a brand new warband for that. And um, what else have I been doing? I am, well, I've been working on my Necrons some more. I was kind of got off them for a little while. And um, I've been assembling more Necron warriors out of the Dalak gang from Necromunda. And my new immortals came in the mail. So I'm, I'm making those and whatnot. But I'm getting, the steam's getting a little bit out of me for this project. I mean, I'm definitely coming back to it because I'm selling all my Immortals and Warriors, but the, um, so I definitely have to have these new ones, but it's just a big undertaking. It's 40 Warriors and 20 Immortals. It's just a lot to kitbash, a lot to assemble, a lot to paint, and honestly, all the models, even though I'm adding a lot of personality to these models, all the models are still kind of the same. I mean, Immortals are just Immortals and Warriors are just Warriors. In addition to that, I'm very excited my buddy Andy is going to be coming into town this weekend, and uh, he's coming over and we're going to play some good old-fashioned Warhammer. Super, super excited about that. So um, I don't get to see Andy that often, maybe once a year, twice a year, something like that. So I'm excited, Andy, if you're listening, for you to be coming into town. And um, I've been working on my custom Dragon Ogre Gargant for my Beastmen army, and my wife was just green stuffing those two things together. It's quite an awesome model. I didn't actually make it. I bought it partially assembled because somebody else was making it, but really, really like it. And uh, it's going to be a Chaos Gargant, and it's the torso and arms and head of the Gargant, but then they took the Magma Droth's body to make it a, uh, you know, a um, uh, Dragon Ogre. Jeez, I could, I could not think of that word to make it a dragon ogre. So I'm very excited about that. And um, then something just kind of got up my butt and I was like, you know what? I uh, started to get excited about Age of Sigmar again for my Cities of Sigmar. And I really want to do a Hallowheart uh, army, you know, like with a bunch of wizards and things like that. So I have been looking up online to see if I can get like, you know, effects for their bases because they're all going to be wizards and stuff like that. And one thing that's pretty cool is Heroclix has clicks FX, which is um like if, if your person has smokescreen or your person has a whatever ability, they have a bunch of different things that your base stands on top of to say, hey, this person has energy blast or whatever. And um, I think it's pretty cheap. It's like 25 bucks for like eight or 10 of these things, but they're um, colored plastic and they look really cool. So I'm excited about that. I also have a really cool kitbashing idea that I want to do where I'm going to make a custom, uh, probably Luminarch of Hayish, and it's going to be a dude that is levitating. I'm going to put him on the Luminarch of Shayish base, but the actual Luminarch is not going to be on there. I am going to put this guy in an energy ball, kind of like Dragon Ball Z, and I've got the perfect model that looks like he's making a, uh, getting ready to do a Kamehameha. And I'm going to get find energy balls or whatever to put in his hands because he's even looking over his shoulder like Goku would. And I mean, I'm not a huge anime fan, but of course, like most of us, I, I had quite a bit of DBZ in my past. And uh, this guy is going to be pretty awesome. And the Luminarch ability, obviously, will be his his 
energy blast that he does or whatever, and he's going to be super, super powerful. That's why he has 11 wounds instead of five or whatever. And uh, I just think it'd be pretty, pretty darn cool. So I'm, I'm getting excited about that. Also, I have an old metal griffin that used to have Carl Franz on it. And there was a, I'm feeling so stupid for forgetting his name, but there was an old wizard on a Pegasus in Warhammer Fantasy. And he was like the head wizard. And I took him off his Pegasus and put him on this old griffin. And he looks really cool. And I'm going to make him a um, battle mage on the two-headed griffin, whatever it's called. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited about that because it's a very unique model. And the wizard looks really cool. My wife just green stuffed a saddle for it to be riding on this griffin. And just looks really neat. So... I'm excited about doing an all-wizard army for Hallow Heart for Cities of Sigmar. And other than that, I've been working a lot on Brutality. Currently, I'm doing the AI tables for solo play or cooperative play for Brutality. I'm also doing stats for um, swarm armies, like you could play a zombie horde or, you know, fighting against a zombie horde or even termagants or whatever you want to do. And... I'm also doing like an all monster army if you want to fight against a bunch of Carnifexes or whatever. And uh very excited about that. But the age the uh not age of Sigmar, the A AI chart for brutality is I may I've already made the generalized generalized chart for like, hey, melee generally wanna do this, support general generally wanna do that, blah blah blah. But I think what I'm gonna end up doing is making a similar to the Pimpcron the Epic War Planner that I made, um, having an AI chart like the scenario mode that I made for the Epic War Planner, where it's going to be throwing you directly into the action, and the AI are going to do X, Y, and Z, and they're going to kick your butt, and you got to survive. So I think that would be fun, because uh, everybody, everyone's favorite mission in the Brutality book so far is the Behemoth one, where you have to fight this giant monster, and both players team up together against this monster that will literally delete a person every time he attacks. So that is a lot of fun. And uh, so this will allow people to solo play Brutality, and it will also allow them to co-op play Brutality, which is super fun. So that is about it. Let's get this show on the road. Thank you so much for listening to the Pimp Crown Warhammer podcast. Want that or want that not? Hey everybody, it's Want That or Want That Not, and I am the Pimp Cron. Tonight I am joined by Cronet 3 of 4. How's it going, 3 of 4? Good. Alright, we are talking about the Goliath, Stimmers, and Forgeborn, is what it's called. Is that a weird name or what? Stimmers and Forgeborn. It sounds like it sounds like an animal's name in a cartoon. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Stimmers and Forgeborn? Like Tom and Jerry? Like a barn or some type of house. Oh, in a story. okay. Well, so let's let's give everybody a description. How many models are in this box? Six. There's six models. How many of her, um, of them are boys? Um, four. And how many are girls? Two. Okay. So describe what the two girls have. What do these two girls have? One has a gun. Another has a a ways a a saw thingy. What's it called? A circular saw. Yeah. Yeah, like for cutting wood. Yeah. Why does it? Why does one of them have a has an eye patch and a mohawk? I don't know. 
<laughs> so, so what do these people look like? They look like they are um, like rock stars or something. They, they look like they're crazy people and they just want to mess up their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the girl here with this crazy looking gun has a welding mask on. Like um, pop up wears, right? When you're when you're welding metal, and this girl's got a mohawk and goggles, like you said, and she's got a big circular saw. That's pretty cool. I think I... it's creepy. She gonna come and kill me in the night. <laughs> <laughs> now look, this guy over here, he's also got a saw, and he's running with a mohawk. And this other guy has another really weird looking gun, and he's running. And he has a mohawk and glasses. Yes. Wait, are they too married? Um, they do look a lot alike. They both have goggles. They both have... A mocock. So, so explain the explain to the listeners what exactly we're looking at. They're, what what about these two big guys right here up front? They look like they're buff. Yeah, they're really big. They're buff. And they, one of them, they both have the, like this big, heavy thing around their neck. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of like... Tubes. Tu- yeah, tubes and containers of like juice. Right? Like of their blood. Yeah, well, it's probably chemicals they're pumping in. That That's why they're so big and strong. I'm um, like, look, this guy's got two axes, right? And he's going to he's gonna kill somebody. This guy's got two guns. But they both have mohawks. Everybody's got mohawks. Except and that she still has a mohawk. She has a, yeah, she has a mohawk too. I thought she had straight blonde hair like I do. Nope. Nope. And look, this guy's covered in chains and they've got armor and things it like that. Like ju- it looks like they were in jail, but they just got out. <laughs> it looks like they were in jail. And they just, bu- they, they're like, I'm going to punch. And they punch all the people and they just started running. And then nobody saw them killing people. Okay, well, so the Goliath, Stimmers, and Forgeborn, um, three of four, how much do you think this box would cost with these six models? $42. Well, that was a really good guess because you were reading it off the website. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I, wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting you to read it off the website. <laughs> but yes, it's $42. Does that seem like a lot for just six models? Why can't it be $6? You think it should be $6 for yeah. six models? Why can't the every thing in... Why can't it be how many parts it has if they're broken apart and you have to glue them together? Why can't it be that much? Well, well, three of four. Um, it's because people... Okay, so if you if you can sell something for $10, right? Yeah. Okay, you make a product and you sell it. People give you $10 every time they buy it. And then you sell it for 12 and people still buy it. Are you going to sell it for 12? Um, or 10? Oh, see, she's <laughs> catching on quickly. So the reason why this is forty two dollars for only six little. No, I think I'll. I think I'll sell it. Sell it for um six dollars. How many it is? No, you wouldn't. I any would. any business will will sell things for as much as they possibly can. Right? Why? Why do because, they need money? Would they need money because they're a business? Businesses got to make money to pay their employees. <laughs> just, just steal a bank. <laughs> just pick it up, then carry it to your house, then you have all the money in the night. You are a criminal at heart. You are. So you think you shouldn't sell your product for high prices. You should just steal a bank. <laughs> That's why I have scams. 
scary dreams in the night like vampires. <laughs> that, it actually happened. They chased after me and then I close my eyes in the dream and then they bite my neck and then I wake up. Oh my gosh. Are you sure that's not one of your sisters biting your neck? Because one of your sisters, I'm pretty sure, is a vampire. <laughs> I think I'm a vampire. Oh, you're a vampire. Okay. And I know so, one of my friends is. Because she, every time, she she had a dream, and she, a vampire bited her, and then she started biting herself. Oh, my she, gosh. She bited herself, not the vampire. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for being on, 304. You've added quite a bit of energy to this to this uh, this model review. Why is it's three of four because we don't use our real names on a podcast. That's why I'm Pimpcron. Hey, pay attention for a minute, okay? You're all wound up. Do you like these models? Yeah, they look okay, only if they're pretty. Oh, so you only like them if they're pretty. Well, those girls are pretty. Look, they got a mohawk and goggles. I only like that one. You like the one with the welding helmet? Yeah, she's the only prettiest. I don't see her mohawk as much. Okay. The well, other ones look like they're going to kill her. Oh, okay, so... So, is this, would you want this? Would you want me to buy this for you or no? No. No? Buy me a prettier one. B- buy you a prettier please, one. Please, Okay. So, it sounds like you're looking for Eldar or Sylvanath or some army like that. I just want to, just buy me a cute girl. A cute girl. Okay. Well, uh, for me, the Goliath Stimmers and Forgeborn are a pretty awesome box set. I really think it's a nice price. $42 is, I mean... Listen, this, the game that they are part of, you don't need many models for it. So $42 for an entire army, essentially, is really not that big of a deal. Um, obviously, yes, it is expensive for six models, but these models have a lot of character. Um, I do like them overall, especially the two really big dudes. The, um, the guys that are running, there's, there, the two that are actually running, uh, I don't care for as much. The guys that are running like these, I don't care for those poses. But the girl with the circular saw and the girl with the gun, I really like. And the two big guys, I really like. So, overall, I do like these models, but it's going to be a want that not for me. Because both of the girls are different, but kind of similar. And both of the guys running are different, but kind of similar. And the two big guys are different, but still kind of similar. So, it's like, you're getting... Three models, and each one of them has two variants. And it's not... I I don't know. I mean, overall, I do like them, specifically the Melee people. But I just don't think I will be getting this set, because as cool as it does look, $42, if you're not playing Necromunda and you're using it for, like, Brutality or something like that, $42 is a bit pricey for this. And uh, especially the running guys, I do not care for their poses at all. So... Uh, that is a want that not and a want that not from Pimpcron and three of four. Thank you for being on three of four. Okay, bye. Bye. Now here's an idea. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a little second and thank all of my wonderful Patreon patrons. We are a small group compared to a lot of other creators and things like that, but I greatly appreciate all of their support. We have the cutest gold trim scarab named Brendan that supports the show. Then we've got a bunch of funky warriors keeping it cool on the battlefield. We've got Mandy, LT, Nate, 
and Tom. Thank you so much. Then we move up to our badass cryptex, Colin, Andrew, Edward, and Shade. Shade's our newest member. Finally, we have the big boss. That's right. We have the mother flippin' lord, Mike. And that is the Pemcron Dynasty on Patreon. Thank you, as always, guys. Smooches! Hey, everybody. Today, I have a special guest. She is my third oldest child. And we're going to call you... Hmm... Cronet three of four. Okay, that's your Borg designation. Okay, so how old are you, three of four? Six. You're six. Okay, so I brought you on here today to ask you, uh, kind of quiz you about what you know about Warhammer. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so what is Warhammer? Um, it's a game, but you play with models and. Some sometimes you can play with like animal toys if they're like small enough you can put your models in. Uh-huh. Like lizard things. Um and sometimes you use like bushes, b- little bushes. <laughs> little bushes? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what and else do rocks, we use? And you use rocks and a whole bunch of mats. Oh, mats. Like what do you mean mats? Mats like flat mats and you have like there's a print on it, like like a walk a walk path and a whole oh, bunch of stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, so how do you play Warhammer? What is it? Is it like a video game? Kinda, but it's a board game, and you have to use it with ma with like a dice dices. Ah, uh, like one dice? No, like ten. Like ten dice? Yeah. It's a lot of dice, huh? I know. Okay, so. Can you explain the difference between 40K and Age of Sigmar? Um, I don't know. You don't know what that is? No. (laughs) Well, 40K is the one that's in the future with guns and aliens. It's in space. And Age of Sigmar is the one with, like, knights and magic and dragons. I see what's up. One's, like, with aliens and a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh And one's, like, with... With ones from, like, movies, like, princes are in movies, and a whole bunch of horses are in movies. Yeah, exactly. So, and you're using, like, those stuff. Yes. So, um, you've probably seen me play 40K more, though, right? The space one? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who the space marines are? Um, um, they're these guys, but with helmets. Uh Uh-huh. So... And do they have, what do they wear? They wear armor, like some on your shoulders. I don't know why they have those. Oh, because they're in space. They need spacesuits. Oh. Yeah. So. Do you know what Tyranids are? No. You don't know what Tyranids are? No. Do you know what Orcs are? Yes. They're these, like, goblin green guys. Uh-huh. They're, like, goblins. You're exactly right. Yep. Um. Do you Do you know what their vehicles look like? Are they really clean and nicely put together? No, and they have, like, these... It's like zombie heads, but it's like a round thing, but something at the bottom, and it looks like a space marine head on the front, kind of. Oh. On some. Oh, okay. Some of the vehicles, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably talking to Killicans and... Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what a Necron is? No. A Necron? You don't know what that is? No. A Necron is what uh, Daddy goes by, the Pimpcron. You know uh, that robot with the hat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it looks more like a ske- skeleton. It is. It's like a metal skeleton. Why is it a skeleton? Well, it's a Necron, and it's a metal robot skeleton. So that's what the Necrons are? Yeah, Necrons. Yeah. But why can't you dress up as a, a skeleton and then put on the hat in your outfit? Um, I guess I could, but I don't really dress up. That's not really my thing. That's why you don't dress up at Halloween. No, I don't dress up at Halloween. So, do you know what the Imperial Guard is? No, what is it? It's a bunch of regular people. Like, Space Marines are big, strong humans, right? But they're like normal people like we are. Imperial Guard is normal people like us. Yep, and they have tanks and guns and things like that. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what chaos is? No. Oh, okay. Um, chaos is all of these, like, evil demons and gods and stuff. And they're the main villains of the game. I don't get what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> um, what else? So, what do you think I do... Like, how do I, do I, do the models come pre-painted in the package? No, you have to paint them. They're usually paint, they're like gray. They're like gray when they come in. Do I have to glue them together or are they already together? Sometimes if you come in, if it's like a set and you come with a whole bunch and it's like in a box. Or if you just get them at the store in a small bag maybe. Mm. Or sometimes you get them just. They'll just models, and they'll put together, and they'll paint it. Oh, okay. So, um, hmm, how many armies do you think I have? Like, 110? 110? <laughs> uh, not quite, but I do have a lot. Uh, what um, do you th- not, like, about, up to, like, 30 or 20. 30 or 20? Um, actually, that's not a bad, that's not a bad guess. Between Age of Sigmar and 40k, I think I have like 24. 24 different armies. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's too much probably. Um, so At least you have some. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really enjoy the game. Um, do you know who who's one of my friends that I play Warhammer with? J- Mr. James. Mr. James, yeah. And did you know he's on the podcast? No. Yeah, he's on the podcast a lot. Not right now, but a lot of times he is. So, um, let's think for a second. What else do you know about Warhammer? Um, they usually really have models. Really much. Lots of models, yeah. And dice everywhere to see how much, how many points there are. At the bottom, there's a, like, a little square, and you switch it every time they, they get to it. Right? Oh, a little square? It's a dice, you mean? Yeah. And I make, and you, you're talking about counting wounds, right? When your person gets wounded, you, yeah, yeah you lower the number. On, on the bottom, when there's a school, when there's a black space, there is usually that on it. Ah, okay. So, um, do you, how much time do you think I spend playing Warhammer? Um, usually on our birthdays, you usually go and sneak <laughs> out there because you don't, you don't usually quiet qualify with other children. I don't qualify with other children? I don't even know what that means, so I just... (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you mean I don't like being around so many big little children? And grown-ups, because you're usually more, you usually do it more like with your friends. You don't really talk to other people that you don't know. Yeah, I can, but... but... Mom, you, Mom usually does it. She usually sees other women and then starts talking. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, so let's talk about Shorehammer. Do you like Shorehammer? Um, yes, it's a very nice thing. Speak a little louder. I like going to the hotel and doing it. Uh-huh. And, like, going swimming. Oh, you go swimming? Yeah. During Shorehammer? Well, you upstairs, we usually come and visit. Oh, so how... How could you explain Shorehammer to uh, someone that's never been there? What's Shorehammer like? It's like it's a big it's a big thing and then there used to be a wall and then there's two doors, but now it's like just We're we're in one big ballroom now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. With some um with all those strips that come down to it hold up the roof. Columns. Oh. Yeah. So what is what does the room look like when you walk in? You walk in, and then it's a big area. If you look to this side, there's, there's like, a little shop. And you sometimes you get dices and models. And that's that's where Mr. JD is. Oh. From our, our store that we play at. Um, does um Mr. Steve be that, too? Yes, Mr. Steve will be there, too, at Shorehammer. Yep. Um, so, why do, why does people that you don't know come? <laughs> Why do people that I don't know come to Shorehammer? Yeah! Okay, well, the vast majority of people that come to Shorehammer, I didn't know before they got there. What? That's It's mostly Why? strangers, yeah. Because our, our local group is only, like, maybe 15 people. Why? Why is there, like, 50 people? Why does more people come? Okay, well, it's because we have tournaments. And also, they... Also, on the podcast... Um, we do have a live discussion for the podcast, but we have a bunch of tournaments. Like, we have an Age of Sigmar tournament, and we have 40k tournaments, and, um, Necromunda, or not Necromunda, but, um, uh, uh, Underworlds, and X-Wing, and Kings of War, and stuff like that. One one, you, um, I found two, two teenager, two teenager girls were in there. Two teenager girls? Yeah! Why were they there? I don't know. <laughs> they they must have wandered in, I guess. Yeah, and they thought it was maybe they thought it was like a womb they could like eat at. Maybe they never went there. Yeah, they probably didn't belong there because I've never had any teenage girls that I knew of at Shorehammer. But um, you know, sometimes other groups are there at the same time we are at the hotel. Like they'll have cheerleading competitions or they'll what? have something else. Yeah. Why? Where are the cheerleaders? Well, they don't compete at the hotel, but they're staying at the hotel while we're uh... there. Yeah. Like some people on like some people on vacation may yes. walk in and then decide, oh, let me do this. Yes, very, <laughs> very often we have people just randomly come in and they're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And they then don't... they start playing. No, they don't start playing. Oh. But um, anyway, well, uh, I think that's about it. I've I've uh, juiced your brain about Warhammer. What does juice mean? Like juice, like an orange, like you squeeze an orange. Wait, to get... I think you're, you're gonna squeeze out my blood. I'm, I'm gonna squeeze your blood. Yes. Where's, where's the apple slicer? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, thank you so much, three of four. Okay, bye. Cronet, three of four. Thank you so much for being on. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimp Cron. Welcome to another segment of the Tesseract Mailbox. Tonight, I have a message from one of our Patreon subscribers, and his name is Shade, or their name is Shade, and uh, they have a question specifically for a Cron family member. Shade writes, Good job with episode 80 and a question. Just finished episode 80 and it was great. What kind of person plays Sisters of Battle? And what Shade is referring to is the what your 40k army says about you in the last episode. So it's not more of like one of those like what kind of idiot plays Sisters of Battle? But anyway, I'll answer that in a moment. The part that I have a special guest to answer is also I would be interested if your wife has any tips on how to deal with a 40k player for my wife and other wives and significant others out there. So, how's it going, Cronette? It's going great. So, do you pretend, put yourself in this position real quick. Pretend, pretend that you are talking to Shade's wife. Okay. Okay? And what would you say, Shade's wife comes to you and, and she's like, oh man, I'm really upset, you know, it's a, it's a pain in the ass to have a wargaming significant other and yada yada. Mm-hmm. You've been dealing with this for 10 years now. Is it only been 10 years? <laughs> Might seem longer, but no, it's only 10 years. I don't know. I think you're just making that number. I'm pretty sure it's longer. No, it certainly is not. So what would you say about Warhammer? And do you have any advice on how to keep her sanity? Um, see, so here's the thing about Warhammer is it's an all-encompassing event. It's like, it, it, I guess event's the wrong word, but it's like an all-encompassing lifestyle choice. There, for me, well, it's for a you, lifestyle. I'm sure many other people, though, are in a very similar state. So the problem is you have to change your expectations. So if you expect your countertops to be clean and free of Warhammer paraphernalia, they're not going to be. Okay. Um, if you expect paints to actually be put away after use, they're probably not going to be. Um, and maybe at first, maybe at first, or after you say something. <laughs> But, you know, changing your expectations of normal, it, that definitely, definitely helps. Okay, so uh, you're still kind of complaining about Warhammer, though. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> what um, is a way to, for someone to deal with, to keep their sanity with having a Warhammer spouse? Allow the spouse to go get them a different place that they can feel comfortable playing Warhammer in so that they can be there. Now, are you talking about playing or hobbying? Because playing, I mean, there I think a lot of people... definitely is a big difference between gaming and, hob and hobbying. I think a lot of people go out of the house to play. A yeah. lot of people have a store or whatever, so that's not entirely applicable. You're probably thinking more of the hobby. Yeah, maybe just more of the hobby. The biggest thing is that stuff gets everywhere, and it's not just you. I mean, yeah. you can't put things away that are half-painted. You can't put things away that when you're using your green stuff. Um, now, one thing I have done is I do enjoy sculpting, so to me, using the green stuff, I helped you with some of your models. Uh-huh. Um, that actually helps. That's a little bonding time, you know, Warhammer <laughs> bonding. We actually just did it last night. No, no, no. Warhammer. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that caught me off guard. 
No, I mean, literally last night, I was um, working on my new Necron Warrior models, kit bashing, and you were doing green stuff work on some of my models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you're skilled with sculpting, and that's not really my strong point, so I'm happy to get you to help me do that. So, if you could, I guess what you're saying is, if Shade could incorporate the wife in the hobby in some way, because, you know, a lot of wives, a lot of women, they may not like playing, but they do like hobbying, they do like painting. My friend Derek, his wife has painted a lot of his models. She loves painting, but she doesn't really care to play. Yeah, and when you have an army of 50,000 models, yeah, that can definitely make a difference. So I know you're not that much of a painter, but at least we found something that you kind of like and that, that includes you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the things I would say is change your expectations of normal and try to get involved in it the best you can. Find something that you enjoy about it, even if you... I mean, uh, who knows? I don't know what the whole thing about the Sisters of Battle is, but, you know, maybe that, she could get her own, own little army. No? Way off topic? Uh, that, that's kind of, yeah, that's a, another thing I'll deal with in just a minute after we're done talking. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, Sisters of Battle, I mean, I, I think that's barking up the wrong tree a little bit because most women do not want to play. That is true. Most ha- women do not want to play. I have seen it time and time again. A guy goes, oh, my wife's going to get into it, and he buys her an army. Even though secretly it might be for him, but <laughs> it likely is for him. But seriously, some guys re- legitimately are buying an army for their wife. They ask their their wife, "What, what army interests you?" And they go through all the armies. And the wife is kind of the husband wants the wife to be part of it so badly that he's not seeing all the signs of her really not being that interested. And I've seen this like a good three separate times in my personal life of friends that quote unquote were going to get their wife into it and bought them an army and assemble the models and then they never play. There's just too many dice. uh, Maybe. And I know women generally are more cooperative than competitive, so they'd be more interested in a board game or something that is cooperative. So, I mean, I I get that. So I don't think I think that's a, a bridge too far to ask her to join and play, but maybe hobbying. Yeah, hobbying's more of an option. I mean, women, a lot of women anyway, I do, enjoy crafting and that kind of thing. So that can definitely make a difference. So trying to think if there's anything else. Really, expectations and trying to get involved a little bit can help. Okay, um, what if she's not, com- what if she's completely not interested in the hobby? What else can she do to cope with her significant other not having a, an interest, you know, not having a, a shared interest? It really goes back to how much time is actually being spent on Warhammer. So some couples, I'm sure, spend, or some people that play Warhammer, I'm sure, spend maybe two hours a week and then maybe one game a week. And if that's all it is, I mean, that's only a few, I mean, it's six hours, eight hours per week playing the game or working on it. Um, but if you're somebody who's really in-depth into the game and you're spending, <laughs> like, two nights a week completely out of the house playing. I mean, there's nothing she can do about that other than complain. I mean, if that's considered her limit of acceptance. Okay, so one thing that I would suggest is make sure that you are still spending time with your wife. So you can have your own interests. Matter of fact, I I recommend and encourage people having their own interests. Because if we were stuck up each, each other's butt all day every day, you live together you, you know, you spend personal time together and then you have the same exact hobbies and then, you know, it's nice for a relationship to have some free time away from other people, even if it's going and visiting your parents 
or it's going even going to the store for some people is like okay that's quiet time i'm alone i can go shopping you just described me yes and um and you go see your parents and things like that too so i feel like make sure that she has her own time Mm -hmm. to do something right something that interests her whether it includes you or it doesn't and matter of fact if your warhammer doesn't include her try to find a interest for her that doesn't include you yeah because that's kind of tit for tat sort of thing and also uh make sure that the amount of time you're spending on warhammer is not outweighing the amount of time that you're spending with your significant other because that's gonna breed a lot of jealousy and contempt and irritation with your hobby and there has been times in the past where i felt like i was like you were married to two wives well i've discussed it before i don't know if it was on the podcast or not but about that first year of Shorehammer, mm-hmm. where it was pretty rough. But prior to Shorehammer, I was constantly doing something for Shorehammer, in addition to my regular job, mm-hmm. in addition to the articles each week, in addition to Brutality. And it was... Was it before Shorehammer or after Shorehammer? I'm like, this is has to go. Like, I'm done with this. Uh, It, it was like the month before Shorehammer, after mm-hmm. like six months of me... Six months? It was like eight months. Whatever. It was a long time. After many months of me painting terrain and and doing this and that and trying to get sponsors. and Yeah, yeah, it was was pretty rough. And at that juncture, um, you know, honestly, how often do I spend on this hobby each week? I play, so I'm gone one night a week. And then as far as hobbying, you know, I don't hobby on it every night. Now, currently, I've been working on Brutality every night because I want to get that to print. Mm-hmm. So every night I've been working an hour or two on Brutality, formatted and adding things and all of that. But as far as the actual Warhammer hobby, I don't work on that every night. We worked on it last night together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say three or four, probably four nights a week, I do something for Warhammer. But of course, it may seem like more to you because I'm constantly working on Brutality, which is to you essentially the same thing. It's, it's a hobby time. It's a hobby, It's quiet yeah. time for you. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, I, you know, I go in spurts for my, uh, my hobbying. Now, like, yeah, and one thing you have done for your hobbying is you've brought it into the house. So at least while you're hobbying, we can talk or, you know, sometimes we'll watch a show or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you can, um, yeah, if you can somehow multitask enough to paint and still talk or paint and be around the family. Um, I never liked hobbying away from the family because that's legit time just gone. Like, uh, I'm in another room or somewhere else, and I'm literally not spending time with you guys. Mm -hmm. So I always bring my stuff in the kitchen, and then we're hanging out in the kitchen, essentially. But, um... To me, it feels like a lot. It feels like you're doing Warhammer a lot. And it's kind of like... It's probably because, A, it's on my counter, and B... (laughs) (laughs) Now, I haven't yelled at you or anything like that about it, but it does take a little portion of the counter, and sometimes you'll leave it out because it's drying or whatever. Yeah. um, As long as the kids aren't going to get to it. So, do you have anything else to add before I recap on no. the... Okay. So, try to be... Tell tell your wife, or Shade's wife, if she's listening, try to be understanding that Shade needs some interest to keep him out of the bars, out well, of Shade the... needs to be Shade. He doesn't want to be Mr. Shade. He doesn't want to be husband all the time. Well, sure. I mean, we, we're individual people. Yeah. yeah, we have to have our own interests. So, um, But, you know, also there's a million things you could be doing worse than wargaming. I know wargaming gets irritating. I know it's expensive and all of that. But there are literally, I mean, Shay could be on meth. 
That's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's an option. So you could you not could a give good one. It's not a good option. No. But um, at least with Warhammer, after you spend a bunch of money, you have something to show for you it. You still have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my arguments I always make about this hobby is that if you started Warhammer back in the 90s, let's say, uh, I forget, 1990, we'll say 1990. I think that's Rogue Trader or Second Edition Era. If you started in 1990, that was 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and you started with an Imperial Guard army, pretty much that entire army is still playable. You could have invested that money then 30 years ago and then walk in your store now and play with it. Now you'd need a new codex, whatever. But and, and it may not be the ideal build, and certainly there's new models out and all that, but your guardsmen are still guardsmen. Your Lehman Russ is still Lehman Russ, etc. etc. But let's so, be honest. At this point, if somebody bought an army 30 years ago, it's already been on eBay three times around. And- sure, but, <laughs> uh, but my argument is is it's not like a video game that definitely has a shelf life and you spend 60 bucks on the video no, game. No, it's definitely playable long term. And it is, yeah. that, I mean, honestly, it's kind of an investment, so. Yeah, so anyway, um, Shade needs to be his own person and his wife needs to be her own person. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're spending quality time with each other. In addition to doing your own separate things and being your own person. Mm -hmm. So maybe she has her own friends that she could like to go hang out with or a club she could join or another hobby of her own. You know, something to get her out of the house or at least have some alone time, especially if you have children. You Mm -hmm. need some sort of time away from the family just to be yourself. Um, That's what I like. You know, when I hang out with my Warhammer friends. You know, I'm not, I'm not husband, I'm not father, I'm just me. You know, there's no, it's just me. It's almost like being back in high school. Like when you were, when you were well, young. you're technically and... playing with little toys. <laughs> so it's more like being back in kindergarten. And there's a lot of fart jokes. Yeah, there's a lot, so. I'm sure. Um, uh, but you're crammed in a very small space with. With a bunch of, uh, bunch of, a bunch of sweaty of nerds. Equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that um, you're just yourself. You know what I mean? It reminds me of, of back when you were, you know, young and single or whatever in high school or college where you didn't have all the responsibility of your career and your family and all that. You're literally just yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, your friends aren't expecting anything out of you except for maybe to play a game with them. And that's that's really refreshing. And I hear a lot of people say that men specifically need that time alone. I, I've seen a couple articles where it's like, Men spend an average of 40 minutes a day in the bathroom just to have some private time, (laughs) (laughs) like on their phone or whatever. Um, So, you know, it it seems like that. We've spoke about it before where, you know, the man cave or the The whatever. If you want to go back, it's a lounge with the leather and the dark. The gentleman's club and all that. And I don't mean strip club. I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, like legitimate gentleman's club where they would go there and smoke cigars and drink scotch and maybe hunt or whatever they would do. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be men. Yeah. So, um, but make sure you have your own time and make sure you're spending time together. Make sure that you try to impose as little on the house as possible with your junk sitting around. Uh, I go through fluctuations of times where I'm better about it and worse about it and, and, you know, go back and forth. But, um, anyway, um, so I think hobbies are really important overall between you and her mm-hmm. and also make sure you can do something together to spend time or make it in a way that whenever you are playing planning to play um that she can go at the same time so you're technically not really you know neglecting each other 
So yeah. we've done that before, where you'll play a game while I'm doing something with the kids, or I'm out of the house. Generally, if I get a second game in, in a week, it's because you and the kids are out of the house doing something. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm free. I don't have to worry about neglecting you guys or whatever. I'm I'm totally free, so... Yeah, there's then, no guilt. Yeah, there's no guilt associated with it. So, um, is that roughly yeah. all you have to say? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on, Cronet, and thank you for writing in Shade. Uh, now, the next up, I have to talk about the Sisters of Battle, but I did want to thank you for being on. Not a problem. All right, now that the baby cannon is away... <laughs> don't don't call your wife a baby cannon. Uh, <laughs> anyway, d- trust me, I'm not doing this behind her back. She knows that I've referred to her as the baby cannon before. So she's, she, I don't know if approves is the right word, but she's aware of it. Okay, so this is your horoscope if you play Sisters of Battle. You have strong hope in the future, no matter how gloomy it may seem. Hope is what gets you through your tough times, and hope may be what you inspire in others when they're going through hard times. You are willing to make your own path and do things your own way, even if you don't have support from the quote-unquote system. You are completely okay with not conforming, and you may even go out of your way not to follow the script life has given you. The downside to this type of person is that you may be contrarian on principle and make things harder on yourself because of your beliefs. So that is for all of you Sisters of Battle players out there. And um, thank you for listening to this stupid podcast, Shade. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for supporting us on Patreon.